0: you are listening to the fresh focus podcast where va dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families in addition to being in clinic chatting over the phone or using video connect we are taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you We understand it's been a challenging year and your holiday meal planning might look a little different. Series three includes dietitians who are certified diabetes care and education specialists. They are serving up a taste of the holidays focusing on diabetes meal planning. This year, when you set the holiday table, keep an empty chair in mind. One that not only represents veterans who walk through our doors, but the ones that are no longer here to speak their voice grab a notebook, and get ready for menu ideas, shopping, and cooking tips. This series will keep you moving towards your health goals, all while being a top-notch holiday host.
1: By now, you are used to us starting each episode, acknowledging the empty chair in the room. It's a veteran-centered approach to decision-making in the Marion VA healthcare system. This concept was developed after receiving a poem entitled The Empty Chair from one of our veterans. I was so blessed to work with this veteran author. And as I start off this series, I felt it was important to share the whole poem with you all. The Empty Chair. I wonder how we would react if at all our meetings there was an empty chair. Would we look away or possibly turn and stare? But why would we bother with an empty chair if all it does is elicit a stare? Can an empty chair speak or convey thought? Or is it just empty and thus should never have been brought? But what if the chair was an unspoken vet? Could we ignore his presence without feeling regret? It's a powerful thing, the empty chair. It doesn't have to speak, but we know it's there. As the chair can't speak, it has no choice but to rely on us to become its voice. Anonymous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Focus podcast, a podcast where we give you bite-sized food and nutrition tips to chew on in between office visits. I'm Carrie, one of your Marion VA Healthcare System Dietitian Nutritionists and Certified Diabetes Care and Education specialist. I hope you enjoyed the empty chair poem. It truly reminds us each and every day that we not only serve veterans that walk through our doors, but the ones that are not here to speak their voice. In series three, you will learn about people with diabetes and how they can still enjoy holiday eating just as everyone else does. This is a six part series with information on hosting a holiday party, building a holiday menu, grocery shopping, and how to use those leftovers. We will share how to incorporate foods that everyone can enjoy. Now let us dive into this third series, Taste of the Holidays, Meal Planning with Diabetes. The holidays can be a magical time, but how often do you get excited? And then when they roll around, fears start to creep into your head. You think to yourself, how much weight am I going to gain this year? If you are a person with diabetes, you might also worry about controlling your blood sugars. These are completely common thoughts, and as a diabetes educator, I help veterans every year try to tackle these concerns. The holidays don't have to be a time for throwing in the towel on all the hard work that you've done the rest of the year. If you are like me, when attending events for the holidays, all the foods look so good and I want to taste a little of everything. My grandmother and I used to make potato boats, which most people know as twice-baked potatoes. Now that she's gone, my son and my nephews have jumped in and started making these for our family. Another one of my favorite holiday treats is my mom's bourbon balls with some good old Kentucky bourbon. You will learn more about alcohol in the next series, so keep listening. I have learned that eating what I enjoy is not a bad thing, and moderation is the key. It is not that you cannot have food you love, especially during the holidays, but being mindful of the portions you put on your plate. One tip I give is choosing the foods you really love over foods that you just kind of love or that you get on a routine basis. But if making a choice between dressing and homemade mashed potatoes is too hard, just eat both. Smaller portions of each will equal up to one full serving. If you do have diabetes, we recommend getting a game plan for the holidays. The game plan should not involve avoiding your dietitian in the grocery store or going into the witness protection program from your dietitian till the first of the year. We are here to help you come up with a game plan that meets your needs. Let's dive a little deeper. So you are headed to your family member's house for Thanksgiving dinner. Did you not eat all day in order to save all of your calories and carbohydrates for one meal? Or did you eat breakfast and lunch like you always do in order to prevent yourself from overeating at dinner? Everyone has different ideas when looking forward to a holiday meal. However, I hope you went with the second option. For people with diabetes, when you choose to eat all of your calories and carbohydrates at one meal, you are taking a chance of having hypoglycemia or low blood sugar during the day. And then you will possibly have hyperglycemia or high blood sugar after you eat too much that night at that one meal. That type of blood sugar roller coaster will leave you exhausted and possibly irritable. And this is no way to feel around the holidays. After all, you don't want to miss that quality time with your family. Or maybe you do. Happy Top Cruise! Just remember, the holidays should be like any other day, except for there are a few more treats to choose from. I know when the holidays roll around, there are particular foods that I look forward to every year. I suggest moderation as the strategy for holiday eating. By definition, moderation means the avoidance of excess or extremes. We often teach on the hunger scale to understand what moderation means in real life. Think of a scale where one was famished, five was you're satisfied, and ten was the fullest you've ever been. The goal is to eat when you are slightly hungry, maybe a three, and stop when you are slightly full, a seven for instance. That will keep you within a moderate intake range and from not feeling so stuffed. The healthy plate method also keeps you sticking to the moderation strategy. Remember, the healthy plate method we did in episodes one through six. If you haven't heard those, go back and take a listen. Let's look at the healthy plate method in regards to a holiday meal. When I go to my parents' house for Christmas dinner, my mom always prepares way too much food. For Christmas dinner, we usually have steak, so that is the protein I would fill a fourth of my nine-inch plate with. Then we have a salad, so that's half my plate. And then we usually have hash brown casserole, one of my favorites, so that would be a fourth of my plate. Again, I can have my favorite foods. I just have to remember my moderation hunger scale. Then, of course, we have the desserts. And not only one dessert, but a table full of desserts. Again, you can have the desserts, just remember if you want to try all of them, some of them are just one. Portion control is very important. When looking at a portion of a dessert, a two-inch piece of cake is a serving, one-eighth of a pie is a serving, one cookie is a serving, and we could go on and on. Another holiday tradition is having Thanksgiving at my parents' home, and we have all the fixins, including turkey, ham, dressing, gravy, corn, green beans, rolls, salad, and desserts. Again, remember the healthy plate method. I realize it is hard to use the healthy plate method for the holidays when looking at portion control. However, just remember, a fourth of your plate can be starchy foods, such as corn potatoes, sweet potatoes, peas, or beans. A fourth of your plate can be ham or turkey or another protein of your choosing. And then half of your plate will be those scrumptious green beans, salad, carrots, or other non-starchy vegetables that you enjoy eating. At this particular holiday gathering, I have an uncle that has diabetes. When I was growing up, my mom would add sugar to her carrots, coleslaw, and other vegetables and now she refrains from doing that so that my uncle will eat the food she prepares at these meals she has realized that not adding sugar and sometimes extra fat to vegetables and using other seasonings will make vegetables just as appetizing the holidays are hard when trying to determine what to eat how much to eat and not overdoing it for most people however they can be a little more difficult for people with diabetes because most meals during the holidays have so many carbohydrates or added sugar. The carbohydrates at the holiday meals can be anywhere from the dressing to the corn, potatoes, and then the mini dessert. Most sugar-free desserts have just as many carbohydrates as regular desserts. So again, moderation, watch your portion sizes. If fruit is available for dessert, that would definitely be a healthier option. I want to wrap up with a few key points. Number one, eat meals during the day, even on the holidays, to help prevent hypoglycemia during the day and hyperglycemia after eating at the holiday meal due to not eating the rest of the day. Number two, remember to always take your medications as ordered. Number three, utilize the healthy plate method, even on the holidays, to help fill your plate with all those good foods. Moderation is a great strategy when there are so many options in front of you. Now that you have your game plan, what if you are hosting the holiday? Episode 14 gives you the diabetes inclusive hosting guide. I hope you have healthy, happy holidays along with healthy, happy eating along the way.